The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
is it better than the real thing? <laughs> Except Man, real Coke that, or new yeah, Coke. Wow, that was tasty. That was yeah. way tasty. You know, I'm not the world's biggest U2 fan. Well, we don't use a lot of U2. We, we, don't. Really, we really haven't gone there. We don't. But, um, you know, this is one of those songs that, hey, I like it. I love the pacing. Yeah. It's not the same edges, distorted guitar, you know, yep. over yep. and over and over yep. again. Um, well, to give you an idea, like, this was, this was off of uh, Acting Baby in 1991. Yep. What a fucking roll U2 was on. Yeah. That was the fourth single from that album. I mean, they were, they were just killing it at that time. Um, first single was The Fly. Second single was Mysterious Ways, which is a great tune. Right, right. Uh, third single was One, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of, you know, put a pistol in your mouth and blow the back <laughs> of your head off. You know, and then they, they, they rip out, you know, single number four, even better than the real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, like, signaled, I think, a new era for you, too. Yeah. And they may have lost a bit of their fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in all honesty, they kind of started to lose me at that point because I was, you know, really hung up on the Joshua Tree, you know, and what kind of a band they were coming out of that. Right. But, you know, credit where credit is due. They, they continued evolving. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. They, they've always evolved. And, you know, you and I have talked about this off to the side. I, I, my fault with you two is that they always try and be everything to everybody. Yeah, they kind of do. And it's an unrealistic expectation. Completely. I love Completely. the forward thinking. Yeah. But you, you got to settle into a... An identity at some point. Yeah. Well, again, you know, if you're going to be a, a long-term artist in rock and roll, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of the Rolling Stones, of course, you have to keep evolving. Right. You know, right. the Stones are the rare exception. They can keep doing what they're doing, and they're, sure. you know, they'll probably be around long after you and I are dead. Right. And uh, you know, and <laughs> I think they'll be playing to hundred thousand cockroaches <laughs> one day. I'm telling you, man. But uh, but yeah, with you too. I mean, credit where credit is due. They kept pushing the envelope. They kept trying. Yes. You know, they didn't necessarily succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, every time out. But you know, they kept trying. They kept pushing the envelope. And that's you know, if you consider yourself as pretentious as it sounds as an artist, that's what you got to do, man. And that's an excellent word to segue into. All right. Our first topic of the evening. Right. What What do you got on your mind this week? John? Well, because it's about pretension and the hypertension that it sometimes causes. Um, Because, look, in a nutshell, and I'm approaching this not so much as a broadcasting personality, but as a businessman. Okay. And I'm sure you can appreciate this also as a businessman. Indeed. Because there's a movement in this country, and really worldwide. There's there's another movement? Yeah. Yet another movement? (laughs) Oh, shit, here we go again. (laughs) Oh, God. Where uh, the opinions of the unwashed masses carry so much weight. (laughs) And I know personally how much the unwashed masses affect your, your state of mind on oh a day-to-day God, basis. They, they, they vex me <laughs> incessantly. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! And, you know, by their opinion, I mean these actual organized um, surveys that are put out by these vendors for any type of... Uh, service or, or, or goods rendered that, that you can find out there from yeah. restaurants to hotels to electronic gadgets, even music and even movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So and I we, took, we uh, should preface this by saying usually bashing social media and technology mm-hmm. is my wheelhouse, but I'm happy, <laughs> happy to turn it over to you this week. And, uh, and let you run with it, John. All so right, let's well, let's put, hear put, it, man. Put your seatbelt on, because I'm going to try something I saw in a cartoon once. Oh, I like All it. All right. All right. Um, I'm looking in particular at three uh, particular review sites, okay? okay? Each okay. germane to 
the service that they're supposed to be yeah, reviewing I'm, and I'm, I'm already sensing bullshit meter going into the red <laughs> on this topic and in these yep. people. So, all right. So the first tell one, it, tell it, brother, is a, a site called TripAdvisor. Ah. Okay, now that's a, a very innocuous name, TripAdvisor. It, it kind of is. It isn't sounds it? like your friend. Yeah. It sounds like somebody you want to turn to for advice. Yeah, right? they have their hand on your shoulder yes. and they're telling you everything will be all right. Exactly. Yeah. Where to stay, where not to stay. Yep. Now, TripAdvisor has been around, oof, I'm going to say maybe about 20 years now. Has it been since, that long? Yeah, since its wow. infancy. Okay. But it has grown. Ugh. <laughs> Into a, a monster, basically. Kind of like so, a fungus that yes. that's just that swallows everything. They have the triffids. Yeah. So <laughs> well, there's an obscure horror <laughs> reference. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically what TripAdvisor is supposed to do mm. is uh, they do hotels, um, flights, and I believe rent-a-cars. Okay. And it'll show you what services are available in a certain area based on zip code or city and give you a review of, let's say... Uh, Joe's Hotel. Okay, and on the surface, it sounds very innocuous. It does, and, and it's, it and, sounds like a huge help. And and if you go just a just a nano nano inch below the surface, it becomes very nasty. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Because this is how it started out. It was a, it was a friend. It was like an altruistic site. Okay, very little advertising. Totally free to get on. Right, and all properties were judged on their merits and the reviews of actual customers who okay. were verified which is important, yes. as actual customers. Sure. Okay? And they would give you um, a full picture layout of what the rooms would look like or the pool or whatever. Yeah. So you could book with confidence. Yeah, so it wasn't just a bitch board. It was, exactly. it was something of substance. Now, what happened is that as it evolved, mm. it was looking across into his neighbor's yard, say Expedia, which was kind of doing the same thing, but you could book there as well. All right. So now TripAdvisor starts with uh, kind of a pay-to-play mentality ah. where initially if you would um, subscribe to their service yeah. for X dollars a month, yeah, there we go. your hotel would show up ahead of Joe's hotel <laughs> in the same zip code. And that's how that started. It all gets insidious when money right. gets involved. And now, nowadays, of course, they show you all different kinds of rates up to and including the fact that you can actually book through, through them. TripAdvisor, yes. and then, of course, they get some residual of kickback fees. Of course they do, yes. So, you know, the weight of their reviews, it kind of has the same weight as uh, like a Kentucky colonel, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what we're talking about is agendas. Yes. You know, people think that this is an innocuous review site, yep. blah, 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 and they don't realize that there's money involved here, right. and there's an agenda involved here. And that is the absolute perfect word to use, agenda. agenda. And that's the, that's the takeaway from example number one. We they go. have a hidden agenda. Mm -hmm. These aren't just you know harmless reviews by and, and Joe and I was, Jane. I was going to say, call it a hunch, but I have a funny feeling the agenda doesn't involve you know what's best for the consumer. Not at all. Just call it a hunch. You know? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> All right, so the next one we move over to is a little more fun, a little yes. more whimsical. Yes. Uh, it's a little website uh, called Yelp. Those motherfuckers. Everybody hates them. Everybody hates them. And I tell you what, when I first, you know, I'm, I'm reaching of... for something to throw right now. I just that's a natural reaction, you know. Look, this this tells the tale right here. When I first heard of Yelp, it wasn't because I had stumbled across their webpage or okay. read any of their reviews, yeah. I heard about the social outcry from restaurant owners yes. about Yelp okay. because people were writing these scathing reviews completely unbased in reality, okay, yep. in order to either they had a bone to pick, 
Um, they were just horrible customers, which yeah. guess what, folks? The customer is not always right. No, no. Shocking, but true. Right. And yeah. these people went after these businesses for a, a pound of flesh and in some instances would even try and extort them. Like, you, you give me what I want uh, or I'm going to Yelp and I'm going to write this, this scathing review. I'm going to your ass. Yeah. And for a time... Uh, other people reading online would look at these reviews and it would adversely affect their business. Oh, yeah. Let's take a moment. Just take a moment to address that exact point. You could take money out of people's pockets. You yep. could cripple a business with this... this Absolutely. Yeah, this un, completely unregulated uh, method of bashing somebody. Yeah, and these people with this God complex, hey. which was so accurately skewered by, of all places, an episode of South Park. Yeah, gotta love South Park. Because sometimes they just, <laughs> they nail it. They put it you in know? fucking Whereas, perspective, man. You know, the, yeah. the Simpsons was the animated voice of reason for the 80s, but I'm sorry, South Park nailed it in the 90s. Yep, yep, Maybe now it's, it's either Family Guy or American Dad, I don't know, or even Rick and Morty. Yep. But South Park owned the 90s. Yep. And one of the characters' dads became a restaurant reviewer on Yelp. <laughs> and he would tell every restaurant he went to, he's like, I'm a big deal on Yelp and I'm going to review it. You know? yep. And like everyone else that would write these reviews, he was being a complete piece of shit. Because yeah. what, you know, look, most of the people that write for, and this, this becomes really apparent with my next example, so let me hold off on that. All right. Um, so that's the thing with Yelp. And it's gotten so bad that it's, it's a character of, of itself now. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people and a lot of big businesses, whereas they do subscribe uh, to the service called Medallia, yeah. because it makes you authenticate your Absolutely. stay or your purchase or whatever. Yeah, and big overview moment, and I hope I'm not jump, jumping mm. the shark here, but once upon a time, prior to this this technology bullshit. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound ancient here. <laughs> you know, we had, yeah, no, 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 Generation X, Generation <laughs> X. We're not involved in any of this, but we can, we can comment on all of this. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, once upon a time, there were paid professionals right. that used to do this. And focus groups. Yes. And there was, there was an, eff- uh, an effort to uh, authenticity mm-hmm. that has gone completely out the window you know, courtesy of this technology that we're wielding, it's almost like trying to hang on to a fire hose. You know, you, if you're a, you know, a single person, you have no chance. Mm-hmm. You know, or again, you know, the uh, uh, illusion, I think, that we were talking about before the show of a, hand, a glove being too big for the hand it's supposed to fit on. Mm-hmm. You know, that is technology these days. And this is a classic example of yep. that. You know, um, you know, it harkens back to that... Uh, that uh, that line that Jeff Goldblum had in the first uh, God dinosaur film, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park about you know you you were so focused on you know whether or not you could do it, <laughs> you never bothered to think about whether you should do it. And that applies to a good many things. Yes, not just this. but in particular the monster that is technology right. and this kind of shit right here. So right. please continue. All right. So the first one was agenda. This one we just covered is more. Um, uh, axe to grind, yeah. you know, kind of deal. You're a deal. miserable fucking person, right. and you're going to take it out on somebody else, which never makes you feel better unless you're a swine, you yeah. know, unless you're an absolute and swine. I, I wish I could have steered these so that we'd have a nifty acronym at the end, but I don't <laughs> think we're going to. So the last one is is a, a one we all do, and we'll, we'll all take a look at now. It's gotten very popular, is Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Now, the thing with Rotten Tomatoes is you've got both layman's, people like you and I, okay. Um, Movie aficionados. Are we, we think are we, we are. La- oh, well, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, we're not laymen, we're aficionados. Well, it depends what day of the week, yes. Okay, very yeah. good. I got it. All right. <laughs> so you got, you know, 
the average Joe on there giving his review. But you've also got certified, and I throw that in air quotes, movie critics. Right. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, what I was going to throw into the previous episode was, like, with these movie critics, most of them have college degrees in yeah. cinema, mm-hmm. you know, and movie production or different parts of the craft, drama, whatever. Sure. And they're... Opinions carry weight because they've watched hundreds, if not thousands, of movies. Yeah, um, it, it's like an artist looking at a painting in the Louvre versus somebody that just walks up and is like, "I don't know if it's art, but I like it." <laughs> Would you please pass the jelly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've got a little bit of both worlds on there, okay? So yeah. it'll come up with uh, this certified fresh rating. Yeah, and more often than not, you will see. Uh, Disparaging scores, you know, either the yeah. the uh, the people in the street score is much higher than the critics, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll see where their both scores are high, yeah. and this is what that the, the the studios and the production companies will plaster all over sure. um, the newspaper ads for it or the television commercials. You know, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. where realistically, look, two people could walk out of the theater after watching the same movie at the same time. And have completely different opinions oh, about totally, it. totally, totally. I remember, uh, I think it was around 1990, I went in and saw The Perfect Storm. You okay. remember that movie with George sure Clooney do. and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah. It was based on a real event. Yep. You know, Gloucesterman, the fisherman. Mm-hmm. You know, and that movie got fucking terrible reviews. It got shit on all unbelievable. Right. But I went into the movie with zero expectations. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Gone with the Wind. Right. And I found the movie to be completely entertaining. Yeah. You know, Pretty much love George Clooney and anything he does, yep. just about. Another and great wa- example of that is yeah. the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Oh, Critics yeah. hated it. Yep. yep. But once people watched it and word of mouth got around, yeah. now it's, it's like an epic of American cinema. Maybe she knows. What say you there, fussy britches? Feel like talking? I think TNT is actually the unofficial Shawshank channel. I think it because is. Because they <laughs> air it so much on there. But again, taking that example, it really covers like all three of these things. All of this stuff is subjective. Oh, completely. Okay? completely. Now, if you're going to sit in a restaurant and a, and a cockroach comes across the table, all right, that's pretty disgusting. Somebody should be alerted. I get it. That's when yep. you bring the manager to the side. Excuse me, sir, there's a cockroach here. Now, if he tells you to go shit in your hat, then, yeah, maybe you're going to post a bad review about that. Yeah. Or if the service is so horrible uh, that the, the server would rather pick their nose and get you like a round of lemon water or whatever yeah. it is, then yeah, you're, you're going to write something bad. But see, the other thing is, and I, I think in our conversations we've both been guilty of this at certain times, all right. because this stuff is all tied in with social media yes. and the ability to launch it immediately, a lot of these reviews are knee-jerk reviews yes. done in the heat of anger oh, yeah. or upset or hunger. Um, I'm, I'm completely, <laughs> completely, unfortunately guilty of doing We've you all know, been that there, man. thing. We've yeah. all been there. And again, like you had said earlier, you know, these reviews, it's not always about this giant boogeyman corporation yep. that really in its heart of hearts could give two shits what you think as long as yep. you keep buying the product. Yeah. A lot of it, and we see this now in stark relief with COVID-19 going on, mm-hmm. these mom and pop businesses that are struggling and all it takes is a couple shit bags with an ax to grind to give them bad reviews. Yep. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. And guess what? There's going to be no fourth uh, generation Giuseppe's Pizza Parlor now. Yeah. Well, that's the funny progression of this whole thing. Is like initially, I remember when when this started out, it was a way for the little guy 
to get even with the man, you know, the corporation that didn't give a holy shit about where he was coming from or the fact that they got, you know, he got fucked over and whatnot. Yep. And, you know, that's where it started. And at that point in time, it was like, this is cool. This is a way, you know, for the little guy to have a voice. But like a lot of these things tend to do, it evolved yes. past, past that into a monster that we did not anticipate. So now the little guy has a Napoleon complex. Yes. And, the, the, you know... The horse is out of the corral. Yeah, <laughs> I quite mean, honestly. There's no way to put a lid back on this. No, and that's a scary thought. It is, because these reviews, and anybody that writes an interview, they wield such power. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the thing, I mean, and this has been in, in existence since something like TripAdvisor first started. There are companies that pump out, and yes, a lot of them are based in India, mm -hmm. They pump out reviews for whatever you want them to pump out reviews oh, yeah. to. Well, that's, one that's after the other. A thing I wonder, you know, whether the general populace is aware of is that all of these things can be manipulated. Yes. You know, by you know these massive call centers in India. Yeah, yeah. You know, for example. And one of the simplest scams on on Facebook that's been around forever is showing a picture of. Let's say a little uh, one-legged child who's bald from cancer treatment. Okay? Right, right. And they'll say something like, "Nobody loves me. It's my birthday, and I'm gonna die tomorrow. Give me a like." <laughs> so people are like, "Holy shit! Give this kid a like. We're gonna keep him around a little longer." And meanwhile, oh. they put all these likes on it, and the next day, this this page ceases to exist. And now the name has changed okay. to Roscoe's Auto Parts out of Mudlick, Arkansas. <laughs> because the way Facebook is set up, you could change the name of a, of a group page or a business to anything you want yeah. on a drop of a hat. Okay? Yeah. So any of these things, they show a picture of Jesus and they guilt you into being like, if you love your Savior, you'll hit like. Oh, you know? yeah. And you're like, well, I don't want to be the shitheel that doesn't hit like. Yeah, totally. Well, that's, that's a good good perspective on what a lot of these things become. Yeah. You know, um, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. We've talked about this before. I Not think your he's favorite an person. Ivy League fucking prick. <laughs> Pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Come on. And, you know, but he started out with Facebook as, you know, in his definition of it, as a means to connect people. Right. You know, and there was probably no way, even though, you know, he is an Ivy League educated prick. He could never see where this monster was going to go. Or did he? Yeah. That's why he sold his soul to, you know, rush he, it to oh, print. I'm, so I'm sure he has sold his soul for the ad dollars that Facebook generates that have made him a billionaire prick. But in all honesty, I don't think anybody, and I'm not all that convinced that even, you know, with his Ivy League pedigree, he's all that intelligent. But uh, <laughs> Right place, you know, right time. Yeah. It just was one of those things. Yeah. And this blew up far beyond... Anybody, yeah. anybody's ability to perceive where it could go, yeah. you know. And now suddenly we have a fucking monster on our hands, right? You know. And how do we put the shit back on the horse? Not going to do it. So I don't, I don't think it is possible. It, it really, know, really isn't. We're going down this road, whether we like it or not. Right. And we're seeing now the the end of uh, you know, focus groups. Yeah. And probably someday the end to quote unquote educated critics. Mm -hmm. Again, that's kind of like a paradox. Kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so goodbye, well, you know, Siskel it, and Ebert, and, yeah. and, and hello, uh, Jimmy Bob, who's seen all of Bruce Willis's movies, so he's, he's an expert. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and it, all the cronies and all. You know, this is one of the things that I always, always really did not like about hashtag Me Too. Uh -huh. Whoever the idiot was that came up with that hashtag did not understand the bandwagon-esque mentality of people. People's... Uh, 
willingness to jump on the bandwagon, particularly when it, you know, creates an opportunity to destroy somebody. Yes. You know, and it's not just about, you know, sexual harassment or whatever. It's every other goddamn thing, you know, that you could potentially object to and you could potentially go after somebody. And, you know, most people don't understand this, but the revenge is hollow. You know, if you're a bitter, nasty prick sitting at home, you know, behind your computer, and you're going to try and make yourself feel good by destroying someone else, hate to break it to your asshole, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. You're still a piece of shit afterwards. (laughs) When we were kids, this society was all about loving a redemption story. Yeah. Nowadays, it's all about who can we tear down next. It would seem. It's like a project. It's like a science project. Like, how big can we go? Let's get a bigger fish and tear them down. And it, it really is. It really is. It's the Twitter mob. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and it piling on, you know, and it's, it's knee-jerk reaction shit. Yep. And, it, you know, like we were touching on, you know, a little uh, earlier in the show, um, I know in my case, you know, I had an episode of that, <laughs> you know, where somebody, you know, canceled my delivery order and I wasn't uh-huh. informed until 1130 at night. And I didn't have any food in the, in the house and I was pissed off all the hell and back. And it was this, you know... I'm gonna get even with this prick. Who do you think your little dog too? Who do you think you're fucking with? You know, (laughs) and blasted this son of a bitch online and this this uh, pizza pizza parlor, quite honestly. And you know, when I finally calmed down, when I finally stopped being pissed off, I realized that you know I may have hurt this this restaurant badly. You know, restaurants, courtesy of the pandemic, are struggling. They're struggling Mm. hard, and they made a mistake. All right, they made a mistake. It happens, you know, it happens. Uh, if you do enough orders, if you do enough of anything, you know, the, the sheer odds dictate you're going to fuck up right. at some point. And I never took that into account. Because so what you're I, saying is that you're a bad person. I was a prick. So I you was. were going with this, folks? I, I totally was, Left you know? wing. <laughs> oh, fuck off with that, please. <laughs> the fact of the matter is this technology, and you and I both know this, Gives you an opportunity yeah. to be a prick. Yeah. You know, in, in days It's a gone, license to be irrational yes. with no repercussions. None. Whatsoever. And you can lash out immediately. Yep. You know, it's it. To an right audience in of there. millions potentially. Yeah. You know, and, and, and people don't stop to think, or maybe they do stop to think, but by then the damage has already been done. Truth. You know, and you can't pull it back. You can't, yep. like I said, you can't put the shit back in a horse. Can't put the uh, genie back in the lamp. No. You know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, man. And we got to get out of this because we have dug ourselves into we, yeah, we have, <laughs> the, the trench of <laughs> we, morass. Gee, we never do that, do we? <laughs> God, it's so so. But I rare. tell you what, rejoice, my friend, because I got the perfect way to do it. It's right. also a great lead-in right. to our second segment tonight. What do you got, Johnny? So, well, we're going to hit our crowd with something completely different than uh, we normally do. All right, I like it. Um, we never do remixes of anything no, here. We, no, Because no, the music never is have. sacred especially the classic rock. This is true. But we're going to make this one example, or right. one exception, right. rather. I'm, I'm liking this. Steppenwolf, Magic Carpet Ride. Ooh, classic. There's a version of it called a Styre Mix, uh, which the uber nerdy amongst us would recognize that they did in, uh, which Star Trek movie was it? Um, <laughs> when the, the inventor of the um, warp drive takes off and he oh, pops oh, oh yes, that wire. was 1997. That was, uh, that was First Contact. Okay, that was the I'll first. Take your yeah, it was the first next gen movie. <laughs> yep, uh, with the with the new cast, sure, you know, with sure. Picard and and those guys. Yep. And yeah, I like it. So they do a little bit of, a little bit of cutting, a little bit of looping. They sexy it up a little bit, but it's just as good, 
if not better, in a different way than the original Magic Carpet. Hey, ride. did I just just like reveal that I'm a Star Trek geek? You did. I, I think I did. I'm a nerd. But yeah. nobody really listens to us, so don't worry about it. You know, in all honesty, I saw that movie in a theater in San Francisco, ripped on mushrooms. So hopefully, all right then. Hopefully, I'll get I'll get back geek status on that. I will one. check Yelp for your review. It was a good movie. <laughs> it was good stuff. <laughs> all right, folks, let's play this tune for you. We'll be right back in a few with some more things. And stuff.
Nice wow, little change man. of pace. Yeah. Right? No, that was that was tasty. Hey, just came I off as a, as a single with the remix. I think it was 2009. Yeah. And uh, there's there's lots of songs. And actually, that came out uh, probably a little after they had uh, remade. And I was Junkie XL who remade the Elvis Presley tune, Little Less Conversation. Okay, yeah. Same thing. Did some cuts, did some loops through it in there, and instantly yeah. modernized the, the classic song. Sure, sure. You can't do too much of that because then it just gets, you know. Yeah, it gets, it gets convoluted. And you don't want to ruin, yeah. ever ruin a classic. No. But, uh, but that you know, was treated well. Yeah. It was treated well the way they did it was that. Treated I, fairly. I dug that. That was good fun. That All was right. good fun. And uh, and speaking of magic carpet rides, yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, I'm sure anybody who you know isn't living in a cave is aware of the fact that now there is the potential, uh, courtesy of Elon Musk, uh, to take a passenger flight around the moon. Oh, that's a wild concept, isn't it? Well, it sounds like more fun than Alaskan cruise. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I think that tops your average Alaskan cruise. Except it for does. that that ever present. I don't know. It's just. To me, it seems pretty dangerous. Oh, completely dangerous. Completely dangerous. Uh, basically, the situation is this. There's a Japanese billionaire billionaire uh, named Yusaka Mazawa. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, who became the first person uh, to reserve a passenger flight okay. around the moon on Elon Musk's SpaceX program. Okay, I got you. Um, and they're, I believe, due to launch in 2023. So it's huh. coming up fast. Plenty of time to back out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and this guy, he was the first guy to sign up. He signed up in, in 2018. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, but apparently he became a billionaire uh, in like retail hmm. uh, sales in Japan. And I'm, I'm not sure how you become a billionaire well, then again, doing retail. Well, then look at uh, Jeff Bezos, owner of Amazon. Yeah, all right. Good example, good example. But, uh, you know, this guy is, you know, one of the people who are few and far between who can actually afford this mm -hmm. kind of thing. Sure. And, uh, and to his credit, he does not want to go up alone. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. So he initiated, <laughs> and you can take that a number of different ways. Right, right. Uh, he initiated a, a, a program, I guess you could say, okay. uh, where he's uh, sending out, or he's made available applications to accompany him on this on this trip around the moon. It sounds like Willy Wonka with the golden tickets. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah, and he, you know, if you if you pass whatever standard he has uh, to be included on it, he has said he will pay for your package. God bless he will him. pay for your flight. And uh, it's 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 kind of kind of exciting, you know. He's issued a call for eight people to join him on the SpaceX journey around the moon. And uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how he's, he's throwing out um, a couple of different qualifications, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, to get on a flight with him. Uh, he's generally regarded as an eccentric fashion tycoon, which is kind of cool. I wish people regarded me <laughs> as an eccentric fashion tycoon. Oh, they do. They do, yeah, my uh, friend. Do they really? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. Eccentric is not always the word they use, no, but it's, okay. it's okay. come up. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but... <laughs> But initially, when he threw this out there, um, he was looking for uh, eclectic artists. Okay. And he revised that uh, to say he was looking for a life partner. Okay. Apparently, he wanted to find a girlfriend, courtesy of this whole experience. And, uh, you know, 28,000 people apparently applied, 28,000 ladies applied to be his significant other to go on this trip, which is pretty... 
kind of cool, I guess. I've never tried that in a bar. Fuck me. You kiss your mother with that mouth? You know, it, it's... You know it's something, a, dear. I'm, it, I got a hankering to take a trip to the moon, and I'm looking for a special someone. I think it has me. potential. I do. I do. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, he shot that down, uh, saying he wanted to do uh, a wider, more diverse... Uh, audience uh, mm-hmm. for this whole experience, and you know, granted, it is an experience. I mean, this is this is full on Back to the Future shit right here. It really is. All I'm seeing is incredible danger. Yeah, um, <laughs> undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Um, I'm not going to specify on this. I'm not going to uh, lock it down. But from what I've heard, uh, the first couple of experimental spacecraft that went up exploded. Um, so you know, there is true, that potential. True. For danger. I'll but even lift a line from a recent episode of Rick and Morty where Rick tells Morty, uh, in space, everything can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And on the Johnny list of uh, ways I don't want to go. Blowing up in a spacecraft and outer space? It, that's right underneath getting eaten by something and then thereafter shit out unceremoniously. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear And that. it's above drowning. But yeah, that's that whole I've space never been thing a big is, fan of the whole getting eaten by something. You and then know? unceremoniously shit out afterwards. Because yeah, well, you have to have that. Yeah, that's just... I mean, once you've been eaten, it's like, eh, right, you know. Right. But, uh, but, you know, after... Uh, Saying he was going to broaden the pool from you know a life partner or whatnot, um, the <laughs> however short that might be, the, uh, <laughs> he recently revised it to applicants must be visionaries, seek to make the world better, and uh, must be willing to uh, enable uh, to assist fellow crew members who have similar aspirations. Okay, and I you know I think this is a really really fascinating thing. And the fact that he put out applications, right? You know, to people, you know, online, you know, apply for this and and be considered for it is is pretty exciting stuff. I can't even you know? get a secretary on Indeed, and this guy is getting people <laughs> basically on a, on a death mission. Want to volunteer? Them, right? Yeah, yeah, to put it all on the line to take a trip around the oh, moon. Oh, what an interesting group this must oh, be for I'm cocktail sure. hour. I'm sure. <laughs> My name is Dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a great degree of speculation, uh-huh. I'm sure, has been put into what was in the application. Oh, here we go. Yes. So, uh, so uh, I put together what I consider uh, the top ten most likely questions on the SpaceX application to take a trip around the moon with this particular gentleman. All right. Well, then you allow know? me to uh, cue the drum roll. I Thank you. You know, we're, we're, we we're getting a little nod. Those of us in a certain age are, are familiar with how David Letterman used to do this. Yep. So, a yep. little nod to Dave. We're going to kind of handle it like that. But okay. uh, here's the rundown. Uh, number 10. Uh, does the phrase, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, make you weep tears of joy? Okay, I could be in on that. Number 9. Have you seen all the, ep- all the movies in the Alien series so you know what not to do? Yep, now at that. Number eight, who's got the weed? Uh, I mean, come on. This he's is so gonna, self-serving, this is, <laughs> His spacesuit has Birkenstock. This has got to be the party of all parties. I mean, if you're going up around the moon, I mean, you got to be All right, I'll acquiesce you're gonna be an artist, okay. you know? Okay. Fair enough. Fair okay. Enough. Uh, number seven, whose version of Fly Me to the Moon rocks harder, Frank Sinatra's or Tony Bennett's? Wow, it's an odd question. Number six, yes or no, in space, no one can hear you scream. 
true. It's true. Yeah, there's still flies back there. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, Mai Tais and Margaritas. You know, again, this is going to be a festive thing. You, you know, know, people are going to be partying. They're having don't a good time. Drink on the job. Well, you know, if you're taking a ride around the moon, man, come on. <laughs> All right, number four. If Apollo 13 is the in-flight movie, will you need a sedative? Oof, or airplane, too. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> number three, Kirk or Picard? It's a, it's a, it's a, a crucial question to be answered. It's, it's like, which side are you on? Uh, number two, uh, how much will your next kid sue me for if this thing goes south? Excellent question. I, I'm thinking. I imagine a, all these applicants are orphans. <laughs> Just guessing. That's a that's a very important question. I mean, even if you I, ask I, their family, they're going to tell you that they're orphans. Yeah. <laughs> and number one. Oh boy. <laughs> on our list of the most likely questions, uh, on the space. X application to take a trip around the moon. Uh, I made a billion dollars selling retail in Japan. Don't you think that would make me a good boyfriend? Oh, there you go. There's the kazoos and the confetti. Yay! Hey, man. I mean, talk about a great line in a bar. I mean, if this can't get you, can't get you some quality companionship, I don't know what will. And again, I mean, I, I dig the adventuresome aspect of it. And look, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's in the vein of, although not as cool, but in the vein of <laughs> the flying cars we were supposed to get that they promised uh, us yeah, as children. Yeah, yeah, of course. So like moon bases and, and vacations to the moon. Okay, baby steps. We're, we're, we're kind of getting there. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a barrier to be knocked down. Right. But know? here's the thing. None of this shit. Is perfected yet? Oh, I know you are. You are. You know, sign on the dotted line right. as you're climbing onto the ship. And I mean, who knows sadly, what's going to happen? I, no, I yeah. thought we were there with the space shuttle. It had gotten like pretty routine, but even with that, there was those horrible accidents, and and two of them exploded. I mean, you never know. No, you're taking what a you chance. You're definitely rolling the dice. But it really comes down to you know is is the risk uh, worth the gain? You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd love to be part of the first podcast from outer space. <laughs> I mean, that'd be so cool. Please, we're still working on a good bar to do happy hour from. Uh, yeah, I know. Once they I take know. the restrictions Not off. to get ahead of ourselves, of course. <laughs> but I mean, how cool would that shit be? You well, know? speaking of science fiction, did you ever see Elon Musk's girlfriend? No. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yes. I, I would expect no less from a dude in his in his position in life. I mean, I but would it's think, not what you would expect. Really? Like, like yeah, she's okay. um, looks like a, like a real frail Klingon, basically. Just oh my not an attractive woman. Very creepy. Well, that's a that's a very. I think she's a witch or a Wiccan oh of some my kind. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a pretty funky <laughs> dude. I got to say that. But he I is. mean, you know, in respect to him and you know our our our. You know, millionaire Yuzaka Mazawa in this. Yeah. You know how how difficult would it be? You know, as a companion who digs you for you and not for the fact that you're a gazillionaire. You know, and I mean, really, if you're in that position, would you really give a shit? I don't well, I know. Mean, nothing says I love you like strapping your ass to a bunch of liquid fueled <laughs> rocket loving. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, yeah, the rough equivalent of a hydrogen bomb. Pretty as much. You, yeah, as you and like they said in the movie Armageddon, all built by the lowest bidder. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Me personally, definitely I would, something to consider. I would feel safer with the pigs in space from the Muppet Show. Pigs in space. Yeah, you know. 
But I mean, somebody's somebody's got to be the first one to go. You know, somebody's got to break like, down that barrier. Oh, speaking of breaking down, what if the, like the rocket breaks down? Now you you're falling out of your orbit. And here's the thing. This isn't Hollywood. If something goes wrong up there, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be an explosion. It could be a small oxygen leak or some oh, of the retro there's, boosters there's, don't there's fire. A, a huge, huge and let's long just say list. You go yeah. a twisting and a turning into God's blue heaven forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Again, not how I want to go. No, of at course all. not. <laughs> but that's what's kind of cool about this billionaire Japanese dude paying for it. You know, it's like, well, at least I didn't waste a million dollars. True. You know, taking true. this trip. You know. This guy's throwing it out there. He's saying, I'm going. It's a better investment than come running for president. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Looking at you, Michael Bloomberg. Arg. <laughs> moron. Anyway. Tiny moron. <laughs> I didn't say that, but yeah, it applies. And then we it got, applies. you know, we, we mentioned him earlier, Jeff Bezos, uh, Popeye that owns uh, Amazon. How many gazillion dollars is that prick worth? Well, he, uh, he's still slightly ahead of Elon Musk. Is he really? Elon Musk took the lead, I think it was four weeks ago. Okay. It's about a month. Yeah. Um, and then, all for whatever reason, his stock got devalued because I guess he lost the, uh, an account with uh, who? It wasn't Ford. It wasn't Volkswagen. I'm thinking Nissan okay. for some electric car, yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, agreement they were going to do. Uh, and he dipped just low enough that Bezos jumped in the front spot again. <laughs> but that's another creepy dude. Why is one of his eyes like twice the size of the other one? He's like permanent Popeye. And why do you have to be a creepy dude? To have that kind of money. Right. I mean, because, I mean, look, I know, applaud all of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here and, like the in angry all young honesty, man. Is there a huge difference between being worth $2 billion and worth $3 billion? Amongst billionaires, probably. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a big ego probably thing very going catty, on yes, there. Very, very, yeah. very catty. Yeah. And what color is your spaceship? Red. Oh, how ghosts. <laughs> they only come in black, white, and silver, like Mercedes. All I can think of is, is Elon Musk is a known weed smoker. And he must get some really good shit. That's all I can think of. It's just he must get and if the he shit. He'll just like he's got a team of scientists well, working on it. At this point, you have a reputation to uphold. All right, if you're not getting a really good shit, you know how disappointing would that be? Yeah. You know. Well, speaking of we, not to completely depart from our topic. All right. I saw a commercial uh, this evening. This okay. very evening for CBD oil. Yep. Uh, Harlson's original, I believe it's called, or oh. Harlson's finest. Okay, with a dude that looks oddly like Woody Harlson's brother. Do you know anything <laughs> about this? Have you seen this or know uh, of his brother is an entrepreneur of some I, kind? I, I have, I have not, but um, without going into great detail, uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I was pretty much involved in that network. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I'm familiar with the dude, but I don't want to, you know, incriminate anybody. Gotcha. But, uh, but yeah, I can. We'll I have can... to watch this commercial separately on YouTube just so you can <laughs> verify my suspicions, because he looks enough like Woody Harrelson, and he wants to wink at the camera so bad. Oh yeah. Every time he says Harrelson's finest. No, no, he's he's a pro- prominent figure in the industry. I must okay. say. All right. I must say. So interesting. Yeah, interesting fair stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> And no, if 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 I was to ever get on that that flight, uh-huh. I'd be smoking weed going around the moon. I just oh, yeah. would. It yes. would have to happen. It would just have to happen. Yeah, you know. And <laughs> there'd be a study. You know, uh-huh. the the results would probably be withheld. You know, from the general public. But no, if I was going up on that flight, and this is probably why I won't be going up on that flight, because. I'd have the weed. (laughs) I would be that guy. Nothing good would happen at that point. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. (laughs) 
Well, do we have do we do we have another gem in the pipe, John? You know we do, because we are here to entertain one way or the other. Absolutely. And this one that we uh, decided, I think, kind of matches in, 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 in a way. We put a lot of thought into this one. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those nights, folks. We were struggling <laughs> over the gems. It almost came to blows. But it all worked Furn- out. Furniture got broken. Yeah. Uh, you know, It was that, that scene in the uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, when, when Smeagol <laughs> finds the ring with his friend. He's like, give it to me. And they just, he kills him to take the ring. We, we, we went around and round. We did. We did. But we did come to a conclusion. We do have a good gem lined up. So uh, shall we bust it on them, folks? Let's bust it on them. You want to give an intro or just uh, hit them with it and then talk about well, it? Well, this is a little gem uh, from Echo and the Bunnymen uh, from their 1984 album, Ocean Rain. Uh, those of us who are Echo and the Bunnymen fans know what's coming. So yeah. here it is, folks. All right, we'll be back to talk about it in just a moment.
Such a creepy melody. <laughs> it was. But again, anybody who's, you know, an, uh, an Echo and the Bunny Man fan who's familiar yep. with Ocean Rain knew that one was coming. Uh, what people might not have known uh, was the chords to uh, Killing Moon, which is what we just heard, mm-hmm. uh, were based on the David Bowie song Space Oddity played backwards. See, I never knew that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one way to do it. If you're, uh, you know, an artist and you write songs in particular... Uh, one thing you do know is an axiom is that amateurs borrow professional steel. Gotcha. Yeah. I know two things about that song. Okay. I know it was on the soundtrack for Donnie Darko. Yes. And I also know that it makes goth girls swoon. Yes, it does. It oh, does. it does. It does indeed. It does indeed. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, we wanted to speak to anybody who's you know, uh, made application to take this ride around the moon. Do you think any of our listeners put it I, I would think so. We've got some ambitious folks out there. Oh, that's a nice word You know, for some it. potential yeah. life partners for this, <laughs> for this billionaire Japanese gentleman. Sociopaths. Yes. Maybe, uh, maybe Tula put in oh, a... Oh, uh, God. She would be perfect for resident, it. former uh, resident female DJ, I don't, Tula McBride. I don't doubt for a minute she jumped in on that. God bless her. She's um, a little... Uh, uh, what's out the word? there. Eclectic. Yeah, eclectic's a good word. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, if you happen to be one of those people, you know, here at Big Boom Radio, we have some suggestions uh, to what your soundtrack may be. All right. You know, as you're, you know, zipping around the moon. A little traveling music. Smoking, smoking some good weed, hopefully, while you're up there. Uh, we suggest uh, Elton John, Rocket Man, an obvious choice. Low-hanging fruit. Indeed. We, uh, we also suggest the classic Pink Floyd tune, Brain Damage slash Eclipse. Um, 
Concrete Blonde, Mexican Moon. I'm a, a particular fan of Concrete Blonde, being an L.A. band. Um, Space Hog, in the meantime, which, which almost became our gem almost, yep. for, uh, for this, uh, <laughs> this particular segment. Uh, an obvious one, David Bowie, Moonage Daydream. You know, can you imagine listening to Moonage Daydream as you're hurtling around the moon? That would be tasty. <laughs> uh, the Rolling Stones have a classic called Moonlight Mile that, uh, that I would suggest. That would be, that would be trippy and appropriate enough. Huh. Um, Neil Young, Harvest Moon, for the romantics out there. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine a spaceship with, like, leather fringe on the sides? <laughs> Um, if you're n- not necessarily a classic rocker, you might want to go with Police Walking on the Moon. All right. You know, you're not going to get a chance to walk on the moon, but I'm sure you'll think about it as you're going around the dark side. You could crash into it. Uh, and speaking of dark side of the moon <laughs> is an obvious choice. Yep. Um, Sisters of the Moon, Fleetwood Mac, a classic Stevie Nicks tune. Um, and last but certainly not least, I strongly suggest, and I was pushing for this gem... <laughs> And Johnny shot me down. I want everybody to know that right now. Uh, classic tune by The Doors, Moonlight Drive. Yeah, it was just, uh, was just yeah. very old time. Yeah. I, I was yeah. feeling old timey yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today was a progressive episode. Making excuses, backing yeah. up, backing up. But no, I'm, I'm very happy. I thought the uh, Killing Moon gem was a good call. I agree. It's, it's good that we found common ground. Because Johnny and I do occasionally find common ground, particularly when it comes to music. Yep. And, uh, and I think it was a most appropriate uh, song for the segment. I truly do. Solid show, sir. Solid Indeed. show. We and managed good... to inform and opinionate and opine <laughs> all in the same episode. Which is a good night for us. It exactly. Truly is. I think our work here is done. I- I'm in agreement with you there. I mean, maybe they deserve more, but let's, let's keep them wanting. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's the old show. the first acting, one is free, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's the way it works, folks. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us as usual. Thank you. I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll catch us all on the flip side.